Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. This is episode 10 of our podcast, and on today's episode, what are we talking about? Toy Story movies, in honor of Toy Story 4. Exactly. When's Toy Story 4 coming out? June 21st. So about a week and a half from now. And yeah, so for this episode, we will be giving you some cool fun facts about the first three movies, as well as a little bit of a down low on the new movie that is coming out soon. But before we get into that, how about some news? Yesterday was Donald Duck's 85th birthday. Did Disney do anything special for that day? I think they had Donald's birthday bash yesterday just for that day at Disneyland. That's really cool. I did hear some sad news this weekend that Dr. John, the famous jazz singer, passed away at 77. Yeah. I knew him for, I knew he did the cover of Cruella de Vil in the live action 101 Dalmatians film. He also did Down in New Orleans in Disney's Princess and the Frog and a cover of Bare Necessities in the closing credits of the remake of The Jungle Book. Yeah, so he definitely had some ties to movies we know and and love, and he'll be sorely missed. Yep. Jared and Jerusa Hess are adapting the children's picture book series Thelma the Unicorn by Aaron Blaby into an animated musical feature film for Netflix. Interesting. Tell us about Thelma the Unicorn. I've never heard of it. She's a horse who lives on a farm with her friends, and then she goes to the city and becomes a unicorn and becomes famous But then she learns what's more important than fame is friends. Like, she has fame, but she has no friends. But then she goes back to the farm where she has something more important than fame. A classic moral lesson. Yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom, a popular video game from 2003, is getting a remake. And that's not the only uh, SpongeBob news that's out, right? Also, a SpongeBob spinoff show's prequel is coming that Nickelodeon's doing called Camp Coral. It'll have 10-year-old SpongeBob going to camp. Will we see any other familiar characters like Hopefully. We'll see. Scholastic's new Clifford the Big Red Dog TV show is coming to Amazon Prime Video December 6th and on PBS Kids December 7th of this year. A new TV show based on the Clifford the Big Red Dog books by Norman Bridwell. Classic. Uh, DreamWorks is going to do a TV show called Jurassic World Camp Crustaceous. An animated show based on Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise. Oh, really? Okay. Minions are coming to Lego, and along with DreamWorks Trolls. What do you mean they're coming to Lego? They're going to be Lego sets based on Minions Rise of Gru and Trolls World Tour. Those movies coming next year. Nice, that's cool. This week is the E3 convention, where a lot of exciting video game stuff will be announced. That's right. So I am a big fan of a video game studio called CD Projekt Red. They are the producers behind the really popular Witcher series. Mm -hmm. And they're coming out with a game called Cyberpunk 277. And the big news from E3 is that it is going to star Keanu Reeves as a non-playable character in the game. Right before he'll star in as Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4. That's right. Uh, well, the game's coming out in 2020, so technically he's starring in Toy Story 4 before the video game. And also, um, Rovio and XR Games have announced a new game, which is a tie-in with the Angry Birds Movie 2, out August 14th. Nice. Called the Angry Birds Movie 2 VR Under Pressure, which will be a game for PlayStation VR, which is Mm -hmm. a game based on the movie where you play as the birds and pigs to save their islands. I see. Interesting. 
Well, I think the biggest news of all, Ezra, is that you have a big announcement to make. I'm going to go to camp in a week and a half from now, and this is the end of the first season of Animation and Beyond, but we'll be sure to do more starting in the fall. Yes, yes. So we have big plans. Ezra is going away to camp for a couple of months during the summer, which is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear all the stories that you have. And I plan on going to other fun places, too, during the summer besides camp. So what that means is that our podcast will be taking a brief hiatus. We will be back. Mm -hmm. And we have very big plans for what we're calling the next season of our podcast. And so we hope you stick around. And I'm going to have a fun summer going to camp and going to other exciting, fun places, too. And seeing some fun, exciting things and going to fun events. And it'll be wonderful. Exactly. And I plan on having a fun summer as well. Do you know what I'm going to be doing this summer? What? In the beginning of August, I'm going to be taking a trip to Japan and I'm going to visit Tokyo. I'm going to visit my friend who lives in a nearby city Mm. and I'm going to see a lot of cool things, hopefully. Like Universal or Disney parks there? (laughs) Maybe. I'm not sure. We still have to figure out exactly what we're going to see. Japan is also where big tech companies like Sony and Samsung and LG are from. That's true. Also Nintendo and Bandai Namco and other classic video game companies are from there. That is very true. I'm going to have to be sure to say hello to all them as we see them. We still got one more episode to do, so why don't we do the feature presentation? We have to find them! What do we do, Buzz? What would Woody do? Jump out of a moving vehicle? Let's go! Hey, you gotta go, you gotta go. You know, you've handled this lost toy life better than I could. Open your eyes, Woody. There's plenty of kids out there. Sometimes change can be good. You can't teach this old toy new tricks. You'd be surprised. Bonnie? We're going home for you. Bonnie, I'm coming! On my way, Woody! Kids lose their toys every day. I was made to help a child. I don't remember it being this hard. Woody, somebody's whispering in your ear. Everything's gonna be okay. Ezra, I have a question just to start the conversation. The original trilogy ended on a nearly perfect note. Why bring the series back for a fourth? To show continuation of what the toy's life is like. Mm-hmm. And they did show them already with some short films and books and stuff and two holiday specials showing the toy's new life owned by a little girl named Bonnie after Andy moves on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we get to see some of our favorite characters again. I know that some people, when the news came out of a fourth Toy Story, Mm -hmm. some people were concerned and even upset at the fact that they were doing another one when the third Toy Story was the the end of their Toy Story. Well, I wasn't concerned so much. I was mostly excited. Well, why were you excited? Because I've been waiting a long time, nearly a decade, for them to make another Toy Story film, which Pixar had made some originals, but sequels to their other movies, including... A Finding Nemo sequel, Finding Dory, an Incredibles sequel, Incredibles 2, a Monsters, Inc. prequel, Monsters University, and two Cars sequels, Cars 2 and 3. So I'm glad after sequels to four of the other movies they did, they're doing going back to Toy Story. 
Yeah, it definitely seemed inevitable after all the other sequels that they had been doing and prequels that they were going to eventually do another Toy Story. Because those other movies they did from the 2000s, Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Monsters, Inc., and Cars were considered very successful, and that's why they did sequels. Sure, sure. So what do we know about Toy Story 4? Bonnie's a little older now, and the toys go on a road trip. And Bonnie creates a new toy who doesn't think he belongs with the other toys named Borky. Yeah. Who's creepy yet funny. So what is he? A spork with like googly eyes and <laughs> pipe cleaner hands and a blue mouth. Yeah. He... He's like a arts and crafts kind of thing. Right, right. The toys on their journey find Bo Peep after all these years. To remind listeners who may not remember who that is, who is Bo Peep? Woody's love interest from the first two Toy Story movies, who was not actually a toy, but a porcelain figure on Andy's baby sister Molly's lamp, along with her sheep. Yeah. She was very much a minor character in the first two movies, and she wasn't even in the third one, right? Well, she was in the introduction as a cameo, Uh but during the film's prologue. Gotcha. Showing the years of when Andy was a kid Uh before it shows today when he's when he's a teenager and and he's about to go off to college. But she seems to have a much bigger role in this film. Yeah, interesting that way bigger even than the first two movies. Right, yeah. It's kind of a surprise, actually, in a lot of ways because of that. She's again voiced by Annie Potts, who voiced her in the first two movies. But then Forky gets lost, which toys go on another daring adventure. And they also meet a ducky and a bunny at a fairground, who are two carnival prizes at one of the games. Voiced by Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele. Right. They are going to be the comic reliefs of the movie. <laughs> and Keanu Reeves voices Duke Kaboom, an action stuntman figure. And Which makes sense. Christina Hendricks voices Gabby Gabby, the villain of the movie who has the Bensons, who are her creepy ventriloquist doll henchmen. And Gabby Gabby's like a one of those old-fashioned dolls. Creepy ones from the 1950s like, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the uncanny valley of, of dolls. Yep. Well, Bonnie in this one still goes to Sunnyside, the daycare from the previous movie. Right. Which used to be somewhere miserable for toys because of Lotso, but now it's nicer and friendlier. It'll also have flashbacks of young Andy, and also a flashback of when Andy gave his toys to Bonnie at the end of the third. Gotcha. So Andy does make a small appearance in this film. Yeah, like, I think maybe they're like, maybe like stirring some flashbacks, like maybe the prologue or something. Sure, sure, sure. Also, Timothy Dalton is reprising his role as Mr. Pricklepants, Jeff Garland as Buttercup, and Bonnie Hunt as Dolly, and Kristen Schaal as Trixie, from who are Bonnie's toys who were first introduced in the third movie and have appeared in the short films and some of the books and two of those two Halloween specials, I remember. You know, certainly won't be a lack of characters and colors in in this. Like a lot of animated movies I like, it's colorful. Yes. It sounds like all the pieces are certainly there for Toy Story 4. We'll just have to see, you know, if Pixar hits another home run with the Toy Story. because the Toy Story trilogy are among the most critically acclaimed animated movies, among the most well-received of all time. Yeah, for sure. And so it's a high bar that it's set for Toy Story 4, so we'll have to see if it uh, can reach that. But we also have some fun facts for all of you regarding the first films in the series. And uh, yeah, so let's get started on that. 
what is our first fun fact about the well, first Toy Story? Well, one of them I know is that it was it's Pixar's first feature as well as the first fully computer-generated movie ever made. Yeah, it's crazy to think now because it seems like 90% of animated films are computer-generated now. But Toy Story, which came out in 1995, was only their first, was only the first ever of its kind. It's only about 20, 20 some years. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty crazy. Toy Story was originally going to be a Christmas special for TV. It was going to be a follow-up to their Oscar-winning short film called Tin Toy, which was released in 1988, but ABC did not approve of that holiday special idea, which was a follow-up to one of their original five shorts called Tin Toy. Right. Do you know the reasons why uh, ABC turned down that pitch? I'm not sure, though. Maybe because it wasn't good enough or something like that. Or maybe they thought it it wouldn't play well, which it's funny to think. Yeah, so instead they... Disney suggested instead make it a feature film. I mean, it's crazy because the original Toy Story is still one of the most beloved movies by Pixar. I agree, and it was their first film they produced. What a way to start for that studio. Because they did five shorts originally, and during when they were making Toy Story, they did some commercials. So the second fun fact is... That Jim Carrey, Bill Murray, and Billy Crystal and Chevy Chase were all considered to be the voice of Buzz. Yeah. They were all being considered before they found the perfect actor, Tim Allen, to voice him. Yeah, it's crazy just how much star power was considered for that role before they landed on Tim Allen. Tim Allen is definitely not as well-known or recognized as them, I think, but I just can't imagine Buzz Lightyear played by anyone else. It's funny because Tom Hanks, who voices Woody, there was no question, I think, I can't remember who said it, I think it was the producer, said that he had no one else in mind. He wanted Tom Hanks for that role. That's wonderful, yeah. So it's it's just funny to see sometimes how casting works. Yeah, Tom Hanks, famous for Forrest Gump and Big. Yes. And the third fun fact about Toy Story is the working title of the film was You Are a Toy! Yes, many of you might remember that as one of the famous quotes from that movie. Right now, poised at the edge of the galaxy, Emperor Zurg has been secretly building a weapon with a destructive capacity to annihilate an entire planet. I alone have information that reveals this weapon's only weakness. And you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my rendezvous with Star Command! You are a toy! That's what they used as one of the most iconic lines in the movie, but they decided that it should be called Toy Story because it's a story about a toy's life. Okay, so those are three fun facts about Toy Story. Now, let's get some fun facts about Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2 was originally going to be a direct-to-video sequel. Yeah. And not only that, the story was going to be different. Yes, uh, we'll get we'll get to the story in a little bit, but that was the kind of traditional thing for Disney to do, is to release direct-to-video sequels for all of their... Because they were doing that a lot at the time. Yeah, they did that for Little Mermaid, Lion King, Mulan, you name it. Which is crazy now, again, in retrospect, because Toy Story 2, in my opinion at least, is the best one of the trilogy yeah yeah and it was when it came out like the original it was acclaimed by critics originally there was a character who was going to be the villain named senorita cactus Mm -hmm. she was going to be the villain of the film but instead she was replaced by jesse who was one of the new characters and the villain was later the prospector yeah it's crazy uh because jesse is not at all like the original vision for what senorita cactus was going to be yeah she was just in the place of jesse but not the original character yeah exactly but instead the villain role came to stinky pete 
the other villain besides Stinky Pete was Al, the greedy toy collector who who ran a Al's Toy Barn, a Toys R Us like toy store, and he liked collecting old vintage rare toys and bring them to museums only to make money. So he didn't really like toys, he only liked making money. Right, right. Steering away from Senorita Cactus really changed the story, for sure. There's a very different vision of what the story was going to be. I know that Stinky Pete, the bad guy, was voiced by Kelsey Grammer, and the other bad guy, Al McWiggin, was voiced by Wayne Knight. Mm -hmm. The same year, he also voiced Tantor, the elephant, in Tarzan, which came out the same year. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so that's the second fun fact for Toy Story 2. What's about, what about the third fun fact? Several early Pixar shorts, including Red's Dream, Tin Toy, and Knickknack, appeared in the movie on TV when the toys were looking for the Owl's Toy Barn commercial. Which is just a fun little thing, because as they're cycling through channels on the TV, you see very brief clips of, of those shorts. Yeah, and that's the part where the toys discovered who stole Woody, so they were trying to look on a channel or station where the commercial was playing. Right. And then they come up with a plan to go on a daring adventure to rescue him, because in the first film, Woody went on a daring adventure to rescue Buzz, and Buzz's plans on going on a daring adventure to rescue Woody. Mm. All right, well, how about Toy Story 3? What are the fun facts for that? It was originally going to be produced by the short-lived animation studio Disney Circle 7. Tell us, what what was Disney Circle 7? A short-lived animation division, which only lasted from 2004 until 2006. Mm -hmm. They attempted to make a Toy Story 3 along with a sequel to Monsters, Inc. called Monsters, Inc. 2 Lost in Scaradice, and along with a sequel to Finding Nemo. Mm -hmm. But those never happened, and they they shut down, and when Pixar was being bought by Disney and John Lasseter was taking over as the CEO. It's a little complicated, and we don't have to go into too much of the details, but there was this deal, essentially, where Pixar was still owned by Steve Jobs, I believe, but they were working in partnership with each other, and Disney had the rights to all the sequels for the original Pixar movies, and so... Disney Circle 7 was going to produce them. But from what I've read, Ezra, is that the theory is that the studio was just a bargaining chip mm-hmm. as a way of saying of Disney saying, we don't necessarily need you, Pixar. We can make these movies ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, just a way to negotiate the best business deal that they can. And yeah. so it's it's not clear if they were ever actually going to produce those movies. And it was a, it was a possible test. Yeah. Also, at the same time, in November 2004, shortly after The Incredibles was released and, and after they released the teaser for Cars, its next feature, it was going to be released in November 2005, but it was changed to June of 2006. So they decided from now on, every Pixar movie or most they make will be released in June, but the home video will be released in November. So they make more money financially during the holiday Christmas season. Interesting. All right, fun fact number two for Toy Story number three. The original script featured Buzz Lightyear getting lost in Taiwan. Yeah, so very different story than what we actually and saw. What And the other toys go to Taiwan to rescue him before it's too late. Right. But that was when it was going to be from Circle 7 animation, but that idea was scrapped. Yeah, when Pixar took over again. Yeah, but at the time Toy Story 3 was canceled, but it subsequently went back into production. Right. The fun kind of what if to imagine what a Toy Story movie would look like set 
in Taiwan or or yeah. just a different country. That would have been weird. And they maybe they saw toys that were made in China because a lot of toys and things are made That's in China or Taiwan. I'm saying like Buzz saw those buttons, which are actually a sticker. It said uh, right above it. It said made in Taiwan. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. After reading a commercial that he was actually a toy and he couldn't fly. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think because one of the sort of big plot turns in Toy Story 3 is when Buzz Lightyear gets reactivated, but with the Spanish version of it. Yeah, and then when they when the evil toys turn him evil. Yeah, I feel like perhaps that was and sort of a small piece of that original idea. So when Buzz temporarily thinks he's a space ranger again, like he did in the first movie. Right. All right, and now for the last fun fact about Toy Story 3. The character of Slinky was played by a different actor in the third movie because Jim Varney, who voiced him in the first two movies, passed away a few months after the second movie was released yeah, of lung cancer sad. at the age of 50. Very sad. But they, when they were already making Toy Story 4, they were trying to look for a good replacement actor for Slinky. Yeah, the interesting thing about that is that the actor who replaced Jim Varney was actually a very close friend of his. And his name was Blake Clark. Yeah. And he is the current voice of Slinky in the Toy Story franchise. Similar also in another Pixar franchise, Cars. Fillmore, mm-hmm. the Volkswagen bus, one of the supporting characters, was voiced by the late George Carlin, the comedian, which Cars is one of his last films. Yeah. But in starting in Cars 2 and the rest of the Cars franchise, he was voiced by Lloyd Cher, who's a lesser known voice actor. Right, right. But it's similar, I'm saying, to Slinky in Toy Story. Definitely. All right, so those are the fun facts about the original three movies. I'm sure we'll be having a lot more fun facts after the fourth movie comes out. Uh, But until then, that'll be it for this episode. Before we let you go for the summer, and before we head off on our own summer trips, we have to answer a trivia question. And the question was, what defunct ride at Disneyland did the animatronics on Splash Mountain come from? They originally came from a former attraction in Tomorrowland, which they had from 1974 until 1988. It was called America Sings, and many of the animatronic birds and critters and things like bears and foxes and rabbits and porcupines and turkeys and alligators that are on Splash Mountain originally were on America Sings, which mm-hmm. which featured like different patriotic anthems and stuff. And some of the singing dancing geese on Splash Mountain were originally those figures. Mm-hmm. Also, one of the droids when you're, which was moved to Star Tours, used to be one of the geese from America Sings also. Oh, really? Because they have their feet and their arms, they, they look like web feet and wings. So uh-huh. a little because of the shape they are. Right, right. That's because they were originally some of the geese on America Sings. That's so funny. And they're called goose droids because they're named after what they were originally. That's a really fun fact about Disneyland and the various animatronics that you can still see around. Yeah, and like, and how some of them are from attractions that no longer exist, but are very well remembered. Exactly. Well, that's the answer to last week's trivia question. We do have a trivia question for this episode. Ezra, what is this episode's trivia question? What is your favorite podcast? (laughs) There you go. If you can give us the right answer, we will give you a brownie point. That'll be it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. 
We hope you all have a great, fantastic, wonderful summer. We know we will, and we can't wait to come back. Animation and Beyond is written and produced by Ezra Fieldsmeyer and Casey Cantrell, with music by Noam Fieldsmeyer. We'd like to give a big thanks to the family and friends who have supported this podcast. Got a comment, question, or a recommendation for future episodes? Let us know by leaving us a comment on our Facebook page or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next season this fall. That's right. Bye. See you later. Summer vacation. (laughs) 